this is Valerie Aiello, and you are listening to ID Diary. Thanks for coming back, y'all, and hanging out. And it's time for another show. It is the last day of August, so tomorrow or the next day or something, I'm going to have my analytics episode for um, updating, doing a daily show from July. Now I'll have August numbers. I definitely um, improved my numbers. Definitely with podcasting. I don't know. I think maybe the YouTube views might be the same. But just numbers will come tomorrow. And yeah, feeling good. So I think I'm... The thing that I had been working on last week or so that I wasn't able to, I didn't want to talk about until it was really done, I think is on a roll now and it's looking like it's happening. So the big news for me is I am putting our house, so I own a commercial property with uh, two of my high school friends, and it's a commercial space, but it also has a house you can live in, and that's where I live, and it's in Austin, Texas, and I have decided to move. Now, I'm still going to be in the Austin area, but I am moving out of the city. I live maybe about five, five and a half miles from Sixth and Congress, which is kind of the epicenter of downtown or what downtown used to be before all of this happened. But yeah, I'm just, I have decided to move to the outskirts and kind of, not forever, I do hope to be back into town, like close to everything at some point, but I just, I need to see how the world changes and kind of what what unfolds for the next two years, I guess. I say two years because uh, when we go to buy another property, which that'll be a whole other thing that happens, but um, so when you own a property for two years and you live in it, you don't have to pay capital gains. So whatever, so if you buy a house for, let's say, $200,000 and you sell that house for $250,000 in two years, you don't have to pay capital gains on the $50,000 that you made and profits from your property value going up. Um, I'm not sure if everyone just knows that, but I'm just trying to explain it real quick. So I think the plan is to get something new and hopefully it goes up in value. In two years, we can put uh, that house on the market and try something different. So I've lived North Austin and I've lived South Austin. Um, There's, I've lived on the east side, but close to east downtown, like east, I guess, I mean, this probably doesn't matter to you, but it's a street called Holly Street, which um, was really close to downtown. You could bike to bars and stuff like that. So I've 
I've done that. I lived in a lot of different areas and I haven't really lived a little bit further out before. So that'll be a new adventure. I'm hoping possibly to be by some water. There's a lot of different lakes around Austin. So, you know, I'm hoping to kind of create a sort of vacation vibe while I'm living on the outskirts of town. And hopefully, you know, it'll be fun, fun little adventure. So I know Austin, we're getting a Tesla plant. Um, I don't know where Joe Rogan's moving, but everyone thinks he's definitely moving to Texas. So people think he's probably moving to Austin. You know, a lot of people love Austin. It's the cool place in Texas to be. And I agree. And, you know, a lot of people are going to be moving here from people escaping New York and people leaving San Francisco and people leaving LA. We're kind of a, uh, they have a name for it, but we're we're kind of a tech city. We were a music city, and I think, you know, we kind of have to let that go. And that was before the apocalypse, but definitely now, if, you know, the music venues are definitely dwindling with every year. And it used to be we were the live music capital of the world, but it just, something changed. I don't know... I can't pinpoint exactly the year that it started happening, but it definitely became less and less of a live music um, as the main event of when you would go out and go to partying with your friends. So it used to be, you know, in the 90s at least, when I, the, the times I remember, um, going out and stuff, even as a high school kid, any mu- music that you liked, you could find live music of that genre, any music. It didn't matter what kind of music you could go out and hear a live band playing whatever kind of music you liked. And that's what kind of made it special. It wasn't that we had a bunch of great bands, you know, it's not, we didn't have a lot of jazz, like with, a uh, New Orleans, Louisiana towns might have. You know, I got to be honest, the Austin bands, we we weren't all that great. But we had a lot of them and all the time constantly, you know, going from, you know, 8 o'clock to 2 a.m. Just bands, 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 100 different venues all over the place. Just anything you wanted to hear, you could have fun. And that, I think that's what Austin did was bring fun. That was kind of our main uh, export. You know, it was just, I don't know if you call that export. But our main attraction was we were a fun city and cool. But I think it's it's changing a little bit. It's gone more into meeting your friends at a fancy drink place rather than meeting your friends at a music venue and I'm not sure about uh generations younger than me I there still were music venues and it still was there but it definitely felt different 
and it definitely felt like it was dwindling. South by Southwest, you know, got canceled this year. And I kind of predicted from last year at South by Southwest, it was really easy to get into all the free stuff that people used, used to be impossible to get into. And it used to be hours and hours of waiting in line. Last year, that all went away. So I had predicted that this would be kind of the end of South by being important to anybody. 2020 was going to be kind of the, definitely the transition year, like this is not bringing in the same revenue as it did before. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't mean to insult anybody that works for South by because I loved it. I, when I lived in LA and I worked at record labels, you know, we would buy tickets to the conference and we'd fly in and we'd get hotels. And when I lived here, you know, I went out every day to go to shows and everything. So um, last year what I did was for South by was so 2019 South by I followed my friend Chrissy around because she um, would organize a huge calendar of all the free stuff and she did all the day stuff. So the day partying of South by is about 100 million times more fun than going out at night during South by. So the day drinking, the day concerts, and they start as early as 9 a.m. So, you know, I, uh, and usually I like to sleep in during South by and then, you know, go out about two o'clock. But 2019, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do all the morning things that I've never done before. And, you know, it was really fun and it was not busy. It used to be South by was just sidewalk to sidewalk, jam packed just all day long with people. And you'd hear a million different accents and a million different languages spoken. And it was just something in every inch of downtown. And that just was not what was going on in 2019. And I could definitely see, you know, the the transition happening of the level of importance South by was bringing to the music industry. The tech industry, it was starting to become something, but not, I don't know actually how important it was to the tech industry. It definitely just kind of felt like a, an excuse to come and party, which is not a bad thing. Like that's... A conference that is geared towards partying, but you can actually learn stuff is fantastic. Um, and then the film aspect of it, I think was important to independent film, but it wasn't, I think you, you wanted your movie to play in Southwest, Southwest Film Festival, but it wasn't such that you came to the festival because it was a film festival and you met a bunch of people. It was more just... A little bit different. And there definitely was a lot of film people that would come. Um, a draft house would do a lot of stuff for South By. You know, it was a little bit of everything. But the focus was supposed to be the music. And that definitely started dwindling down, I would say, five years ago of the importance level the music was bringing to the convention. And, you know, 2019, I was like, this is pretty much done for because 
No international people were flooding the city. It was really easy to get into all the free stuff that used to take hours to get into. And which is great for locals because you aren't fighting with a bunch of people to have all the fun. But that's not great for making money, you know, for on any level for anybody. So I definitely saw the end of it. And I don't think it's coming back. I could be wrong. Or maybe they have to rebrand, refocus. And maybe they were already doing that, honestly. Um, you know, I hope they weren't just living in the past and didn't have any plans. So hopefully they are rebranding, restructuring, and, you know, it will be something valuable uh, again. So let's hope. And... As far as Austin and moving away, I think that it's so unknown. I know there's a lot of financial institutions, investor companies that are talking about prepare for the unimaginable. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not like full prepper or anything like that, but I'm definitely getting my location and my house. You know, I don't want to have a mortgage of any kind. I don't want a car payment of any kind. I don't want any worries. I need zero stress while everything unfolds. So that's what I'm creating for myself. And this is not financial advice, you know, but, you know, try to Try to pay off what you can and keep your stress level at a minimum because I think it's going to be the next year or two is going to be a wild ride. And I hope that, you know, everything turns out okay. And I think overall it will. I think maybe it's just things that needed to happen, ideas that needed to shift, um... You know, a lot of things are changing, so I think we, we got to keep our heads above water, for sure, as much as we can, with little stress, and there's a lot of money being made. So during the Great Depression, a third of the people lived in the Dust Bowl, and they you know, were in the bread lines, and they had a very hard time, and a third of the people... Um, you know, stayed there, kept their head above water, and a third of the people made a ton of money. More millionaires created during the decade of the Great Depression than any other time that millionaires were created in a certain amount of time. And I think it seems like um, that that's happening again. So there's definitely money to be made. There's definitely reasons to be sad, but there's definitely reasons to be excited to build for the future because I think we're being shoved into the future, whatever that means. I think learning, studying about money as much as possible right now is really important. Um, looking into cryptos, looking into investing, looking into whatever you can look into. That's what I'm doing. I'm kind of taking that to the next level in my education, in my mind. So I 
that's my suggestion for today. And I think the show is over. If you found found value in today's show, you can there's a link below to buy me coffee as a show donation. And I still don't know how to end the show, so I'm just going to play the music. <laughs>